0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the College Hoops Daily Podcast presented by Betfred Sports. My name is Zach Kroll, and I'm your host. This is the show where we talk all things college basketball until the end of the Final Four. The road will end there, and we just have a ton of things to talk about today. We have a loaded weekend of college basketball. We are officially entering the time of year where teams are just really playing for their tournament lives. There's so many things going on. Seeds are going to be established and we have a big time weekend of college basketball with big games all across the country. And I'm just going to give you guys my thoughts on a few teams entering this weekend, the games that I have circled, and it's going to be a great weekend of basketball. Uh, After a wild week of basketball, we've had a ton of stunning results during this past week. Have the number one team in the country, Alabama, go down. Purdue goes down. Last night to Maryland, the number one ranked team in the country has already lost eight times this season, which is tied for the most in history, and we are not even at the month of March yet. So most likely, we're going to have some teams fall uh, that are ranked number one in addition to the ones we've already seen, and I feel like each week, the AP poll voters just have that responsibility of, of deciding who's going to be the next number one team. And it's likely that Houston is going to be the number one ranked team in the country when just a few weeks ago, they were booted out of that spot because they lost the Temple. And they have a big game coming up Sunday at home against Memphis. That's not even a guaranteed victory. So if they lose that game, there's no one has any idea who's going to be the number one ranked team in the country. But I wanted to start off in the ACC and this is a conference right now that it's interesting I feel like the perception around the ACC is the league is down and there's no doubt it is especially because the league's two biggest brands in Duke in North Carolina and I even think you could throw Louisville into this conversation as well like all three of those schools are down now Duke and North Carolina they're down right now I don't think they're as down bad as Louisville is necessarily but When you look at the ACC right now, even though it's projected to get six, seven, maybe eight bids into the NCAA tournament, there isn't a lot of sustained success for these teams. And the question I have is, last year in a year we thought was a down year for the ACC, and it really was. But that was disguised a little bit by the fact that they had a very successful NCAA tournament. They had two teams in the Final Four, in Duke, in North Carolina – And unfortunately, neither of those two teams ended up winning the national championship, but they had those two teams in the final four. They had Miami in the elite eight and the ACC had a really good tournament. And I'm curious to see if that happens again this year. And I'm trying to figure out with all these teams, like who is the best built to make a run. And it's funny because I think one team that I think that could go on a run in the NCAA tournament and they're built for it. I'm not even 100% sure if they're going to get in to the ncaa tournament they're gonna need possibly another run like we saw them have last year and that's virginia tech and they're probably gonna have to win the acc tournament they've had some really bad losses losing wednesday on the road at georgia tech they also lost at home to boston college last wednesday that was a really surprising loss by the Hokies. and this is a team that i like their components right sean padua hunter couture two really good guards that could score the basketball. I also really like what uh, Basili Grant Basilli, the transfer from Wright State, has given them uh, in the front court, the ability to stretch the floor and shoot the basketball. Ling Kidd, one of the more underrated, efficient players in the Big Ten. But Virginia Tech, they're going to host a Pittsburgh team that has won six games in a row and is really, really hungry for success. That's going to be a game I'm circling tomorrow. I think a win for Virginia Tech would be pretty big. Also have Duke going on the road To Syracuse and Duke, they are a team in the ACC during conference play that has really struggled on the road. They did lose in overtime on Saturday at Virginia. And ironically enough, as bad as Duke has played on the road this season, that game at Virginia was obviously very winnable. Kyle Filipowski gets fouled uh, within the final seconds, but the refs determine that. The foul came after the clock expired, even though it clearly didn't. The ACC then uh, released a statement saying that Duke basically got screwed and we're sorry for it, but there's nothing you could do about that after the fact. So Duke goes down to Virginia. They lost in blowout fashion to Miami the game prior. They also have lost at Virginia Tech. They've lost at Clemson. They uh, do have a road victory over Boston College, but also lost at Wake Forest. So In ACC play, when Duke is playing away from Cameron Indoor Stadium, they've struggled, but this is a Syracuse team they should beat. I know the Orange have some good young players. That building is going to be electric uh, in the ACC, and I'm really looking forward to Duke-Syracuse. That will be tomorrow at 6. Syracuse, their team that is unfortunately nowhere really close to realistic NCAA tournament contention. Excuse me, another game in the ACC I'm really looking forward to tomorrow is Wake Forest at Miami. Miami has been really good at home, and they've even proven they can win big games on the road. They've won at North Carolina. They've won at Clemson. Uh, they were right there until the end against Pitt, and I'm a big fan of this Miami team. This is a team that made the Elite Eight last year, and now they have Nigel Pack. They have Isaiah Wong back. I love Norchad O'Meer, the transfer from Little Rock, his game, and this is a big game for Steve Forbes and Wake Forest as well because they've won three games in a row going in. Uh, I'm a big fan of Wake Forest. I think if they, kind of similar to Virginia Tech, if they could get into the big dance, I think they could make a deep run. Love Damari Monsanto, one of the more underrated, fun players to watch in the country. Those are the three games I'm really looking forward to in the ACC tomorrow. This is also going to be just a monster weekend in the Big 12. And I know we say that every weekend with just how good this league is. They're most likely going to get seven, eight teams into the NCAA tournament. But we have some big games and no game bigger in not only the Big 12, but probably all of tomorrow than number nine Baylor going on the road to take on number five, Kansas. And the Baylor Bears, rightfully so, have gotten a lot of hype lately based on the way they've played. Now, this is a Baylor team that actually started 0-3 in Big 12 play, but two of those losses came on buzzer beaters against two really good teams, basically, in Kansas State and in TCU. And when you look at Baylor, their last four games, they're four, no, they've now three of them have come on home, but they've beaten Texas tech. They've beaten Oklahoma. They've won at TCU and they did beat West Virginia at home on Monday in pretty easy fashion, but okay. Round two, name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem
1: some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The stakes are going to get pretty ramped on Saturday when they go on the road to Fog Allen Fieldhouse to take on the Kansas Jayhawks and Baylor and Kansas played earlier this year in Waco Baylor ended up getting the job done there but here's my take on this game right if Baylor could somehow find a way to win then it not only confirms everything everyone has been saying about Baylor over the course of the last few weeks and how there probably aren't a ton of guard trios in the country better than Keontae George, LJ Cryer, and uh, George Cryer and Adam Flagler. Like, there aren't many guard trios better than that, and we all know what wins in March, guards. Plus, Scott Drew, you have a coach that has won a national championship. That helps their cause as well. But we know Kansas rarely loses at home. They've already lost one conference home game earlier this season against TCU, and you doubt that's going to happen a second time, which makes this game so big and so interesting. Really looking forward to that one. A few other uh, other big games. TCU. It was actually just reported today that Mike Miles is, they're expecting him to be back for the Horn Frogs. And when you look at Mike Miles, I think pound for pound, he has a legitimate argument as the best guard in the country. He hasn't played since the Big 12 SEC Challenge when TCU actually lost to Mississippi State. And the Horn Frogs have been not terrible, but not great in the time that Miles was out. They've actually lost four games in a row, uh, all of them without Miles. But Dating back prior to them, they did win their first full game without him after the injury. So TCU is one and five without him. That's obviously not ideal, but this is a major stretch for the Horn Frogs here. They will host Oklahoma State on Saturday and they will host Kansas on Monday. Those are just two monster games for the Horn Frogs, and they've lost a little bit of stock. Since the injury to miles when he's back, I still think this TCU team is a legitimate final four contender. Keep in mind, this was the same team that went on the road to Kansas and blew out the Jayhawks. This is the same team that went on the road to Baylor and beat the Bears that we were just talking about. So I'm a big fan of this TCU team when they're healthy. Also, I know Oklahoma State lost on Tuesday to Kansas. That was their first loss in a handful of games, but I'm still a big believer in Mike Boynton and his squad, Caleb Boone and Bryce Thompson, probably the more uh, the most underrated scoring duo in college basketball right now. Both those guys could get buckets. I think Oklahoma State and Mike Boynton are a clear-cut NCAA tournament team, and that's interesting to say because that certainly wasn't the case at the beginning of the season. One other game in the Big 12 I'm really looking forward to between two ranked teams. This is will be two Eastern tomorrow, number 19, Iowa State. Going on the road to take on number 12, Kansas State. It's interesting with Kansas State. They got off to such a hot start. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. They lost two in a row. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky
0: just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen
1: the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Both games coming uh, on the road to Texas Tech and Oklahoma over the course of their last two games. But the duo of Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel, not many better than that. And Iowa State, they're a very tough, hard-nosed team. They had a big win on Wednesday night at against TCU, but Iowa State has lost five straight road games in the Big 12. Just a loaded day in this conference. I feel like with Iowa State and Kansas State, as great of a start as both teams got off to, we did know eventually it was going to cool down a little bit. Both teams, for the most part, as well, have been really good at home. We'll see if Kansas State could continue that trend. The next matchup I had some thoughts on for Saturday was in the SEC between Kentucky and Tennessee. And this game is so interesting, especially because of what both teams did the last time we saw them on the floor. It's so funny because Kentucky really feels like one of those teams where, and I know this is normal for Kentucky standards, but with their fans, but when they lose, it really does feel like it's the end of the world. And even though they win sometimes, it feels like they're on top of the world every time they do so. And when you look at this Kentucky team, they did have a really important victory over uh, over Mississippi State that came on Wednesday night. And it was really one of those victories that kept Kentucky alive in the NCAA tournament picture because if they would have lost that game, especially coming off the loss against Georgia, that would have been an out-and-out disaster. And we know this is a Kentucky team that has had some struggles in the bigger, more important games so far this season. And it's interesting because even with that being said, they did go on the road to Knoxville, Tennessee, and they were able to get the job done. That was the one that is really keeping Kentucky legitimately in the NCAA tournament conversation right now. And it's going to be interesting to see if they could get the win at Rupp the second time around, especially when you have Tennessee coming off a game against an Alabama team that – They were ranked number one in the country going into that game as well. And Tennessee, they have some injuries too. Julian Phillips did not play in that game. Josiah Jordan James did not play in that game. I think they're going to need to get both of those guys back. This is going to be a monster game, and I'm really looking forward to it. Every victory for Kentucky really justifies if we're going to see them in the NCAA tournament or not, I think North Carolina is another team that we put into that conversation. That's one game I actually didn't mention when I was breaking down the the ACC because that game is going to be on Sunday. But we do have North Carolina fresh off just another loss to the University of Miami. They're going to go on the road to NC State, a Wolfpack team that's going to be wanting some revenge after UNC beat them up in Chapel Hill earlier this season. That's going to be a game to watch on Sunday as well. along with Memphis-Houston, but we're looking forward to Kentucky-Tennessee. In the Big Ten, we have some big ones as well. Indiana hosting Illinois. The Illini got blown out by the Hoosiers when they played earlier in Champaign uh, this season, and it's going to be interesting to see if Indiana can knock them off two games in a row. Also uh, have some big matchups out west in the Pac-12. We will have uh, UCLA, not really a big matchup, but they'll be hosting Cal after their big win over Stanford last night. Arizona and Colorado, Arizona State and Utah. Not a ton going on in the Pac-12, but we'll see uh, if USC, Arizona State, Oregon, teams like that could end up uh, going to the big dance. And then uh, we, we in the Big East as well, There's some big ones, uh, including Creighton going on the road to St. John's. Also, we'll have Villanova going on the road to Providence. So just a monster weekend of college basketball. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to another episode of College Hoops Daily. See you guys soon.